Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Uh, taping at an unusual time today, Thursday, July 23rd, mid-afternoon. You know, uh, busy with my uh, roto-baller commitments and uh, some other things going on. So found some time this afternoon to get a show up and on the air. And uh, if you're able to be listening live right now, I do appreciate it like I always do. But uh, as always, if you're listening on demand here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes, I hope you enjoy. We'll be with you for about a half hour or so today, talking a little fantasy football. Uh, I want to remind everybody, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show, you can follow us on Twitter at A-N-I-A-N-O-Fancy, that's A-A-N-I-A-N-O-Fancy, or follow us on our Facebook page, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. You'll see when we're uh, broadcasting. I know lately it's been uh, uh, um, varying the day and the time. Uh, My commitment's over with Roto Baller Radio now. Uh, taking up some of my nights. And as you know, Roto Baller Radio, who I'm doing some great work with, make sure you check that out as well. Tuesday evenings, about 10 o'clock, is our football show. And Wednesday evenings at 9 o'clock Eastern Time uh, is our fantasy baseball show for the rest of the summer. So make sure you check out everything going on at rotoballer.com. And um, as you know, we're also excited. The ball should be rolling within the next week or two. I'm one of the experts now over at DraftValet.com. Get your first two questions for free over there at DraftValet.com. And uh, make sure you check it out. Great stuff. We evaluate your roster uh, as part of it. We'll uh, answer any questions you have, trade questions, uh, fantasy football questions. Uh, After you have your draft, you can put your team in, and we'll be able to evaluate your roster and let you know how you did from a bevy of experts in the fantasy sports industry. A lot going on, flying solo, like I said. And uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about a couple of things. Now, as as fantasy football season approaches, everybody should have their draft date set and uh, be ready to roll. Mine are all lined up for the end of August. And uh, looking forward to them, as always. A couple of in-persons, a couple of online drafts. Still love the in-person draft for football. It's a good time to get together with friends and, uh, and have a few laughs. But... You know, people have have reached out on Twitter and on Facebook and and things like that. And you know, Anthony, what are your what are your rankings? What how do you rank the quarterbacks? How do you rank the running backs? And and my answer is always I don't. I don't rank them per se. I don't make a list of the quarterbacks one through thirty. It's meaningless in my view. Uh, a ranking is meaningless. Um, I'm a big believer in tiers, and and tiering positions are more valuable and more useful come draft day than a ranking. Um, You know, for example, the running back position, which we'll talk about in our next episode, but, you know, a a tier, you and I, I could get five people in a room right now and five of us can argue over who the number one ranked running back is. Jamal Charles, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy, uh, you know, you can argue it. And, and my theory is when you tier, doesn't matter. You go into your draft and you say, unless you're drafting first or second or third overall, doesn't matter. The tier is what's important. You go into your draft and you say, I want 
a, a tier one running back. I want a tier one uh, a wide receiver. My my goal on draft day is to end up with a tier one running back and a tier two running back, a tier one wide receiver and two tier two wide receivers. I'm okay with a tier three tight end because I don't think the difference between a three tier three and a tier two tight end is that is that great. Quarterback position, you could say I can live with a tier two and back them up with a Tier 3. Or maybe I'll take a flyer on a Tier 4 with the hopes of upside. Uh, that's why I don't rank. Like, for example, like we said, we're going to talk quarterbacks. And my Tier 1 quarterback situation... My Tier 1 quarterback situation is it's tiny. My Tier 1s, those are the best of the best. And I only have two of them. In that tier one. And that's Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck. I only have two. There's nobody else in fantasy football who right now going into this season competes with Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck. And I think most people agree with that. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has, has a bevy of weapons. You've got Eddie Lacy. You've got Jordy Nelson. You've got Randall Cobb. You've got a full season of Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers... I still say he's the best in the business. Coming off a 38-touchdown, five-interception season last season. He's number one. Andrew Luck, he's also in Tier 1. I don't care which one I get. Now, realistically, anybody who knows me and the no, and, and the shows I do knows I'm not going to end up with either one of those guys. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, 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 will, I will take either one of those guys uh, if they fall. But I, I know I'm not going to grab any one of them early. I'm not taking a quarterback in the third round. It just doesn't happen. Um, but they're my tier ones. And I, and I see I have a, a caller on the line and uh, an old friend here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the line. Uh, uh, you are on the air, Mr. Collins. How are you? I can't believe you're running with my idea. What is your idea? That the draft valet. You know I'm the best being being, an associate GM. Let me tell you something. This is uh, a little (laughs) off topic, but um, way more than... uh, (laughs) <laughs> way more than the idea you had, my friend, trust me. And uh, I'm pretty excited to be a part of it. But uh, when You, you get should. Chance, I, I yeah. checked it out. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a terrific concept, Draft Valet. Uh, one-on-one advice. They also, they also host. Uh, they'll, they'll put together a draft uh, uh, for you, your draft party, all this stuff, and uh, uh, great, great stuff. But take a minute. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well. I saw that you were doing quarterback tiers today, so I figured I had to call it. Well, I'm, I'm dying to know, and if you've got some time, let's have some fun today. You ready to talk a little uh, bit of quarterback? I've got about 10 minutes for you. And then I've got to do right. laundry. Let me, let me. Away from home. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk. And I was talking quarterbacks, and, and I know you kind of, you and I in the past, and for anybody who doesn't know, Paul used to, under the old regime of this show, Paul used to uh, be my running mate. Um, and we used to, it was funny, oftentimes Paul and I agreed on 90% of our fantasy football, 
except quarterback was something we usually disagreed on. Um, two things. Paul liked to reach for a quarterback, I think, a little sooner than me, and Paul still believed in, in drafting two quarterbacks, whereas I never really did, especially if you got one of the elite ones. But, Paul, when I look at this year's quarterbacks, right, and, and you look at them, and you got Aaron Rodgers and you got Andrew Luck, is there, in your view, a third quarterback in their class? Uh, I'd say Gino, but no. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's it's them two, and then it, then it, I wouldn't say it's a fall, it's a fall off a cliff, but it's a good step down. It's a good step down from that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, so I've fl- seen in- where you know if you grab one of the top three tight ends for argument's sake, the next one is like you can wait till round eighteen. You know, it's not like that, yeah. but. The, the, it's a it's a nice it's a good step down, but it won't kill you. Yeah, you know, it, like I I've been seeing, you know, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are really going round two, early round three, and yeah. and I'm fine with that for anybody who wants. But then those tier two quarterbacks, and and I'll go through more of the list in a little while, but just to continue the conversation with you, uh, the tier two guys, the the Ben Roethlisberger, the Peyton Mannings, the Bradys, the Drew Breeses. You're not seeing them go off the board till probably around round five or six, and and I think that's kind of uh, appropriate. Would you agree? Oh, I totally agree. And it's it's one of those things where if you, I, I I have trouble believing anybody listening to the show right now is just starting out with fantasy football. But it's one of those things where you got to look at past performances over the last three years and look what the average number they put up because. It's like we say about baseball all the time. Look at the back of that card. It's going to be there at the end of the year. You know? And you'll see the drop-off in points, and you'll be able to identify your tiers very easily that way. I'm sure that's how, that's how you do it. And you know, when you get into that second tier, it's a mishmash, but, it's, but you'll see the difference in points really will tell you how many more rounds you can go. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at some ADP numbers right now, and in a, in a PPR format, you've got Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers in round two. You have Peyton Manning, and no on, on average, no quarterback going around three. You have Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson in round four, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger in round five, and those are really your two your tier two guys right there. Uh, yeah. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, all in round seven. You know, Brady's interesting. I think Brady goes up in the rankings if if his suspension gets reduced, which I think it will. Uh, yeah, he'll move up. Uh, Brady will move up two rounds probably. Yeah. Yeah, he'll move up into that round five Roethlisberger breeze category, but but that's it. It's Luck and Rogers, and I've said it for years. After that, all you could, you know, I could very easily this season roll with Eli Manning in round nine as the twelfth quarterback off the board, and know I'm getting a full season of the West Coast offense, uh, a full season of Odell Beckham, of Victor Cruz, of Ruben Randall. The new, a better offensive line, and a, and a second year under that offensive scheme, and I'll take Eli Manning in round nine and take my chances there, uh, and, and load up on skill positions round one through eight. I agree with you. Um, with those with those guys like Manning and stuff, they're never going to win you a week, but their consistency across will win you a season. Yes. You know, where Andrew Luck might pull out a 48-point week and you're going to win by 10, and it's thanks to Andrew Luck's 48-point week. Mm-hmm. I don't see Eli right. throwing a 48-point week. Do you know what I mean? No, Eli, 
Matt Stafford, guys like that, that you're right, they're not going to win you the week, but they're going to keep you in the game, and you're gonna, they're going to allow your running backs and wide receivers to win you a week. And in theory, yours should be better than the guy who drafted Luck or Manning in the second – or Rodgers in the second round. Your running back, your wide receiver situation should be better yep. than theirs. And, yep. and that's the theory behind that. But, yep. uh, you know, Paul, one quick question. I know you said you had some other things to do. Um, yes. Your Jets, okay. in theory, have built a nice little offense. Yes. Um, they've brought in Brandon Marshall coming off a down year, but he's still talented. Eric, Eric Decker should be better now, more in the role he's suited, which would be the second wide receiver. Yep. We've talked about it on old shows and just hanging out over a beer. Uh, uh, Jeremy Curley as a third wide receiver. They drafted the kid from Ohio State to be the fourth receiver in the deep threat. Um, they have a stable of number two running backs that they can rotate in and out. You know, Ridley, uh, the kid they got from the Rams. You got Ivory. You got Bilal Powell. So they've got uh, a stable of okay running backs to rotate in and out. Their defense is going to be terrific. Uh, we know that. No, we've been deciding that. My question to you is, is Geno the guy? Do you want Fitzpatrick? Do you want them holding the fort for Bryce Petty? Is he a legit quarterback in your view? Uh, or and, and at the same time, do you downgrade these guys come your fantasy football draft, especially the wide receivers, Decker and Marshall? Do you downgrade them because of the uncertainty and the lack of ability at the Jets quarterback position? Yeah, I, I think they are. I, I don't want to say downgraded, but like – like we said, in the tiers, Brandon Marshall would usually be a good tier two. Would you agree? Yes. Right now, he's probably I at the bottom uh, of tier two. He's probably at the bottom of tier two now. You're going to draft even four or five him. guys before you get him. I can't even put him in tier two anymore. Not, Where are you not putting, that offense. I, yeah, he's a tier three guy. I could find, I I could probably are, find I 15, think, 15, I think 15 at, at least 15 wide receivers better than Brandon Marshall. At least. And that's okay. just off the top of my head. Right. Um, no, I, I see what you mean, but I'm lowering him in the tier that you have him in is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, you know no, I mean? a, tier, a tier two wide receiver is a guy I've got to play every week. And I, I don't think I could trust Brandon Marshall to be an every down wide can receiver. Can you not trust Brandon Marshall? Every week you cannot trust the quarterback that's throwing to him. Well, who would you, who would you trust more throwing to him? I, I would probably say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, so if it's Patrick's the court, you think his tier and where you draft him will depend on who wins that quarterback job. Yeah, but even if it's Fitzpatrick, he's not a tier two. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I can look see at him being it, a low you know, tier. I can see him being a low tier two. No, so I'm going to say I'm going to say two. I'm going to say tier three, tier four. Especially, I mean, last year he came off a terrible year, 721 yards and 61 receptions. Mm-hmm. He only had eight touchdowns. Um, you know, as I look at a wide receiver list as we're speaking, he, he, he also I, is playing with a mental midget. Oh, I mean, uh, let's be honest. I mean, at least the guy <laughs> could throw the ball, though. You know, yeah. Geno Smith isn't a brain surgeon um, either. You know, I could find I could find more than fifteen. I could probably find twenty to twenty-five wide receivers okay. that I would but take you, over Brandon Marshall, and that puts him that puts him at the uh, tier three, low tier three, high tier four level. But if you're talking, he's a what, flex play at best. Uh, but you're gonna play, you probably play him because if you're starting two wide receivers, some leagues three, twelve teams, you're talking twenty four minimum. If you have one or two flex yeah. positions, you're probably gonna start him. 
Yeah, he's probably league. a flex play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could go along with that line. Yeah. Yeah. I could and go along with that I, line. I'm in one league that's three wide receivers, so he's going to start. So he's going to play. He's going to play. Yeah. yeah. He's a top. He's a top yeah. thirty. He's a top thirty. So yeah, he's, you're playing him. Um, yeah. He's not my one. He's not my two. Uh, okay. He's a wide receiver three flex to start the season. Yep. And, if and see how it goes from there. Right. And if Fitzpatrick shows his glimpses, and we've seen the glimpses, you know, mm-hmm. he could go up. I, I don't know. If he, I don't think he could go lower. How about that? I don't think he could go lower. No. He could go higher. I don't think he could go lower. Um, no. With, and with I have Marshall offense, over Decker. With the Jet offense being as poorly ranked as it was last year, and you going in with the idea that it can only get better, you're going to draft low and hope for the better. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you, now you still take Marshall over Decker, though. Uh, yeah. 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 But I don't think Decker's that far behind him. No, I, I would almost Decker's put them in the far. same tier. Yeah. yeah, I would put them in the same, right around the same range. Uh, three wide receiver league, I think both of them are starting most leagues. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. I agree totally. And like, and like you said, the Jet defense is going to be a juggernaut. But the offense, everybody's going to have their hands over their eyes the first week watching it. With yeah. sp- spreading yeah. out their fingers to see if it's any good. You know what my yeah. only concern about the Jets' defense is in a, in a defensive format? The Jet offense giving up points and hurting your Jet defense. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I see That's it. the um, only thing. Like, like I said, you know, uh, the quarter, it, if you put in any, most other quarterbacks in the league, you're pretty excited about the Jet offense. It's just the signal calls they have are just – it's a wait and see, like hold your breath and pray to God that they can score – 17 points a game. Yeah, if they could put up 17 to 21 points a game, they could win a decent amount of games this year. They could be pretty good. The yeah, question is, will they put up those points? Nobody, the secondary is, the secondary they have was Rex Ryan's wet dream from last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's got, he's got yeah, to be sitting absolutely. there going, are you kidding me? Now you get a yeah. secondary? <laughs> you know. <laughs> He, he, I, I can just. Can you imagine the next time he and Idzik see each other in an NFL thing? Yeah, I mean, that, would you that'd love be, to be a fly in the wall for that one? Well, I mean, Idzik miscalculated everything. He thought he was uh, figuring out a way to get Rex out, and he ended up costing himself the job. He, he, he might that. go down as the worst GM the Jets ever had. Possibly, and now Rex and, is and, involved. And that's a, a hard feat that's to, just, that's a hard yeah. feat to, to beat. <laughs> now, Rex, now Rex. Rex is sitting in Buffalo with a defense that's just about as good as the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a couple of good wide receivers, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, and all everything running back on LaShawn McCoy, and an equally bad quarterback situation with Matt Castle and E.J. Manuel. So, you know, Rex is it's as lateral a move as a head coach has ever made. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. I was like, he didn't move up, he didn't move down. He just step, McCoy. took the step to the side. Yeah, I mean, you have LaShawn McCoy. You that's have LaShawn McCoy. Um, I don't have any stats in front of me. How many years has McCoy been in the league? Well, that's the problem. He's he's probably got maybe one solid year left. He's yep. been in the round exactly. a while. He's closing in on 30 years old. Um, exactly. But you know he's going to have he's, the same uh, problem. He's got the same problem the Jet offense does. Yeah, they can hand him the ball. No problem with that. But when they stack eight in the box, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's McCoy's just 27 years line. old. Yep, he's 27 years old. He's had over 300 uh, touches the last two seasons. Uh, you know, Matt, Matt Castle, EJ Manuel, whoever wins that quarterback job, has got to figure out a way to get the yeah. ball to Sammy Watkins at some point. But, Absolutely, uh, I was. I've been high on Sammy Watkins since he came out. 
I yeah, love them. So it's just a matter, of, just a matter of getting them the ball on a consistent basis. But listen, Paul, I know you got things to do. Uh, hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for jumping in. And uh, no uh, after problem. the show's over, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a message. We'll see what's going on. Cool. We'll get together for uh, a beer or something sometime soon. That'd be sweet. Okay. All right, Paul. Have a good one, thanks, Tony. buddy. Bye. Later, man. All right, Paul Collins, former co-host, calling to bust chops, talk a little Jets football. Do appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, that's for sure. But now. You know, so we go back to our tier situation and what we got going on. So I talked about Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Paul, Paul mentioned that these guys are tier one guys. You know, average draft position in the second round. If you believe in the quarterback, then you take him in the second round. I, I won't take him in the second round. I prefer the running backs, the wide receivers, things like that, uh, going at that point. Now, we talked about Rodgers. We know Andrew Luck's situation there in Indianapolis, right? They've added Frank Gore. T.Y. Hilton, Andre Johnson, uh, Philip Dorsett in the first round. Uh, they have they have tons of weapons there. The two tight ends, Dwayne Allen and Colby Fleener, tons of weapons for luck. Solid, solid tier one quarterback as well. So now I move to my tier twos, and this is where I find it interesting. You know, Russell Wilson's getting a lot of love. ADP-wise, on average, he's kind of the fourth quarterback off the board going in the fourth round. I get it. Russell Wilson's terrific, but I can't get past the fact that last season, combined rushing and receiving, he finished with 26 touchdowns. That's all it was. Six rushing touchdowns, 20 through the air. He did run for 849 yards. He's been at least over 450 yards all three years. Uh, the guy's terrific. He's playing for the contract. Seattle's going to have to pay him, and they've added Jimmy Graham. But other than Jimmy Graham, what have they done on the offensive side? You still have Doug Baldwin as your other top receiver, your number one wide receiver, uh, Graham, obviously, tight end. And it's still a Marshawn Lynch-heavy offense. There's no denying that. Uh, as much as I like Russell Wilson, I can't make him a Tier 2. I, I can't do it. Peyton Manning, he had the leg injury last year. He still has Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, a bevy of running backs. Owen Daniels would be solid at tight end. Peyton Manning's in my tier two. Ben Roethlisberger, after last year's performance and the improvement of the offense, Ben Roethlisberger moves into my tier two. Okay, he's got the best wide receiver in the game, if you ask me, uh, a one and a 1A with Des Bryant uh, in Antonio Brown. And, uh, he's got... Marcus Wheaton, Martavius Bryant, who took a huge step forward last year. He's got three legit wide receivers there. Heath, uh, Heath Miller's always been a terrific safety valve. Le'Veon Bell, uh, if there was no suspension, would be the clear-cut number one pick, I think, in this year's draft. He's a PPR machine. Brand, uh, ben Roethlisberger possibly has the best offense he's ever had around him. He's in my tier two. And the fact that Ben is going as the sixth overall quarterback – uh, I think that's appropriate. I would take him a little higher. I would put him at five, a little bit over Russell Wilson. Drew Brees, for all the talk of him being on the downside, I still keep him in tier two. Because for, for all the talk, it was 4,900 yards, 33 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. He does get picked off a lot. Saints defense is terrible. Puts Brees in some bad situations. Now, they're a new offense there. Okay? They've subtracted Jimmy Graham. Brandon Cooks is ready to be elevated to the number one receiver spot. Marquise Colston is still there, but he's not the same guy uh, he was when he was a rookie. Mark Ingram's going to run the ball. C.J. Spiller's there, though, and I think C.J. Spiller could be dynamic this season. Drew Brees is going to dump to him a lot. They're going to utilize C.J. Spiller a lot. They didn't bring him in for nothing. I think Spiller has big play, big play potential. Brandon Cooks as well. Kenny Stills is gone now. He's in Miami. Um I still like Breeze as a Tier 2 quarterback. 
Same with Matt Ryan in Tier 2. Julio Jones, Roddy White, terrific. They've got a a running back by committee, committee approach going. Uh, Devontae Freeman, the kid they drafted this year. This this offense is going to rely on Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, uh, three years in a row of over 4,500 yards, over 25 touchdowns. He's about 14 touchdowns per year. Doesn't run the ball at all. But you're going to get consistent numbers from him. Okay? Uh, he's a solid Tier 2 as well. Now, Tom Brady. Tom Brady I'm putting in my Tier 2 because I'm under the assumption that that he's redu- his suspension will be reduced. Right now it's at four games. They knocked that down to two games. I'm comfortable drafting Tom Brady. Missed two games, bringing a Phillip Rivers, a Sam Bradford, somebody for two weeks, and then roll with Tom Brady. You know, Julian Edelman is there. Brandon LaFell was terrific. Uh, they're gonna, I think it seems like they're going to lean on LeGarrette Blount, and you still have Rob Gronkowski. Okay, Edelman was terrific last year, 1,000-yard season. LaFell had a nice year over 900 yards, and Gronkowski's the best tight end in the game. Okay, it's, a belt. it's Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick. I don't care how much air is in the balls. Tom Brady's going to be terrific. Uh, the question is, I, watch the number of se- uh, games he misses. If he's out four games, that's a quarter of your season. Tough to rely on that as your number one uh, quarterback. If he's only missing two games, I think you could get away with it. Russell Wilson slides into my Tier 3, and some will argue with me on that, but uh, you know, I know Jimmy Graham is there, but I can't put a Tier 2 quarterback in who's not throwing 4,000 yards and not throwing for 30 touchdowns. All those other guys are pretty much there, at least with one, if not both. You know, Russell Wilson, for all his talk, was 3,400 yards last year, 3,475, just under 3,500 yards and 22 TDs. He only threw for two 300-yard games. Manning threw for seven. Ben Roethlisberger threw for nine. Matt Ryan threw for six. Drew Brees threw for eight. Tom Brady threw for five. 300-yard games in some leagues, that's bonus points. That's things like that. Okay? You know, uh, uh, Russell Wilson only had two 300-yard games. Here's something. You know, in his three years in the league, Russell Wilson only has four 300-yard games total. Total. That's not a Tier 2 quarterback. It's not. I get it. He runs. Everybody likes the legs. I, I won 300-yard games. I won close to 30 touchdowns. Russell Wilson's not doing either through the air. Um so I slide him into Tier 3. Uh, joining him in Tier 3 is somebody who I think could be bumped up into Tier 2 a year from now, and that's Eli Manning. And people say, oh, Anthony, there's your hometown bias with the Giants. Uh, I was talking to Paul about it. You've, they, you've added Shane Vereen to catch the ball. You've improved the offensive line. Victor Cruz is healthy. Odell Beckham's a beast. Ruben Randall's very good. The improvements are there. I think the addition of Shane Vereen is huge. Huge going to help a lot. Plus, we know how they, they said it. We said it. I said it on this show a year ago. It takes a year to earn, learn that West Coast offense from Bob McAdoo. Well, it's a year. You saw how much better that offense got as the year went on. I think it continues to get better. Also, Giants defense is average at best. Eli's going to be forced to throw 30 touchdowns, 4,400 yards last year, only 14 interceptions. People say he gets picked off too much. That was a terrible aberration in, 20, 000, in 2013 when he got picked off 27 times. 2012, it was only 15. Last year, it was only 14. That's what I expect from him. Assume a, assume a pick a game. Assume, a, assume two touchdowns and one interception a game. 4,400 yards last year. Uh, best he's had in a few years. I like Eli Manning as a high-end Tier 3, potential for Tier 2. 
joining Eli and Russell Wilson in my third tier of quarterbacks, I've got to put Tony Romo. He's got, again, 1-1-A, the best wide receiver in the game in Des Bryant. 30 touchdowns, only 3,700 yards last year. But that's because DeMarco Murray was running for 2,000. That's gone. Joseph Randall, Lance Dunbar, and Darren McFadden. A lot more focus going to be put on Tony Romo's back, but it's a surgically repaired back. Remember that. Terrence Williams developed into a pretty good wide receiver, too. Cole Beasley, nice little slot receiver. I expect an uptick in Jason Witten's work this year with the running back situation unsettled at best. Romo to Witten, you may relive some glory days there as Jason Witten becomes the safety valve that DeMarco Murray was in years past. So Tony Romo, another guy, I'm putting him in Tier 3. If you want to disagree and say, you know what, I like him in Tier 2, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that because I think Tony Romo will be fine. Terrific offensive line. He'll be on his feet most of the game. Joining the crowd of, of Tier 3 quarterbacks is Ryan Tannenhill. Okay? Tannenhill, for all the way people talk of him, over 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns last year to 12 interceptions. Passing-wise, his numbers were better than Russell Wilson. 590 attempts, Russell Wilson only attempted 450. 392 completions compared to the 285. Okay, uh, uh, Miami has done a terrific job adding pieces this offseason. Okay, Jarvis Landry was terrific last year. We know that uh, with a boatload of catches. Uh, was a terrific safety valve. You've added Landry. You've added Kenny Stills as a deep threat from New Orleans. You drafted Devontae Parker, who I know is having foot surgery. And you added the veteran Greg Jennings. Charles Clay, uh, Jordan is out. Jordan Cameron is the new tight end. Terrific upside with him. You saw the success he had in Cleveland two years ago. Anybody who gets out of Cleveland is better. Lamar Miller is still the back, is the running back there in Miami. Okay, they drafted the kid Ajaya to back him up. I like Miami's offense this year. I think Ryan Tannehill can have a nice season. You're talking over 4,000 yards. I give him a few more touchdowns. I say it's another uh, 30 TDs. I want to see the 200-yard games improve. Only two of them last year compared to five in 2013. But I'll put Tannehill in that group of tier three quarterbacks. Of tier three quarterbacks. Joining them in tier three, and my tier three is a little bigger than my tier one and two. Joining them in my tier three are Cam Newton. Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Kelvin Benjamin's there, second year. He should be better. Jonathan Stewart is going to be the quarterback year-round uh, year now as long as he stays healthy. Greg Olson is as solid a tight end as there is. They drafted the kid Funchess. Jericho Cotri is still there. I'll put Cam Newton uh, uh, in that tier three, but he, he's got to take another step. Uh, he's probably on my lowest end of tier three. He might be the guy in tier three that I actually stay away from. Okay, uh, he does run the ball five touchdowns through the ground uh, on the ground last year. Matt Stafford, he's a gunslinger. He he's your modern version of, of Brett Favre. Uh, touchdowns took a big drop, twenty-two TDs to twelve interceptions last year, forty-two hundred yards. But he's still throwing a Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson. Amir Abdullah joins Joyke Bell in the backfield. Um, so they're in my tier three, but they're just barely making it. So so you look at those top-tier guys, right, and you talk about Rodgers and Luck, so that's two. Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, uh, uh, Drew Brees. You know, so my tier two, we, we said Manning, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Brees, Brady. Tier three, Wilson, Tannenhill, Eli, Romo. Okay, so there's 11 quarterbacks right there. Uh, 
tiered one, two, and three who I think you can win in fantasy football with. And, and realistically, depending on where they fall, I'm looking at a tier two guy. If I could walk away from my draft with Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan, but if they go earlier than I like, then I slide back and go to Romo or Eli Manning or even Tannenhill in tier three. Cam Newton, Matt Stafford, tail end of tier three, but guys I'm not in love with. And then you move to tier four. I'll also put in tier three, actually. I'm going to put Phillip Rivers in my tier three as well. I don't know why Phillip Rivers doesn't get enough love. Two seasons in a row of over 4,200 yards. Two seasons in a row of over 30 touchdowns. He throws the ball a bunch. We know that. Okay. San Diego is going to be incorporating a new running back. They're going to have uh, the rookie there running the ball. So maybe a little more emphasis on, on, on throwing the ball there. For Philip Rivers. Now, I know Antonio Gates is suspended for four games. He's going to be out. Keenan Allen coming off a down season. Malcolm Floyd, they've added Stevie Johnson. Okay, Danny Woodhead is back and he's healthy uh, from ankle surgery. He'll be a third down back. Melvin Gordon, Benjamin Oliver there in the backfield as well. I don't mind uh, the San Diego offense. I think it, it'll be okay. I'll put Phillip Rivers in my tier three, and I'll probably take Phillip Rivers before Cam Newton or Matt Stafford. So Phillip Rivers would round out my 12. There it is. I give him just a hair over Cam Newton and Matt Stafford. They're they, they kind of lumped together. I would put them as like a, a tier 3A. Not quite tier 4 guys, but not as good as the other tier 3 guys. Tier 4, um, now we're talking about backups. And my theory on backup quarterbacks is it depends on who your starter is. If I'm taking a Tier 1, Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck, I'm not even drafting a backup. I'm not. Aaron Rodgers is by Week 7. Andrew Luck is by Week 10. I'll worry about streaming somebody when that bye week comes. If I'm drafting a Tier 2 guy, I'm not drafting a backup quarterback. Peyton Manning's on by Week 7. Roethlisberger by Week 11. Matt Ryan by Week 10. Drew Brees by Week 11. Tom Brady... The suspension we talked about, it that's, a, that's a, a unique situation. But the bye weeks are all late for these guys. No reason to hold the backup. You're a Tier 1 or a Tier 2 guy. You're playing week in and week out regardless of the, the defense they're going against. You want to you handcuff your, your Tier 3 quarterbacks? I get it. Russell Wilson with a tough matchup, maybe. Ryan Tannenhill with a tough matchup. You know, Ryan Tannenhill playing the Jets defense twice. You say, I don't want to go with the Jets, gets the Jets' defense. Makes sense. Eli Manning, you don't have full faith. You'll take a flyer on him, but you don't have full faith. Okay. Grab a backup. Tony Romo, you're the back injury from two years ago, although he still played 15 games. Okay. Grab a backup. I get it. You don't trust Rivers, Cam Newton, Matt Stafford to be consistently consistent? grab a backup. And now, so that's where your tier four guys are. But like I said, if you're drafting from the tier one or tier two, I honestly don't think you need a backup. Because the only week you're going to bench them is when they're on a bye. So there's no point. So my tier four quarterbacks, you know, I, I look at them and I see some interesting game names. I see some upside guys and I see some guys on the down slope of their career. Uh, we'll start with some of the guys with upside. The upside guys, Colin Kaepernick of the 49ers. Robert Griffin of the Redskins, Teddy Bridgewater of the Vikings. And I'll start with Teddy Bridgewater. Year two, uh, I, I think he's a nice pickup as a backup quarterback this year. I really do. Uh, you know, Minnesota's got Adrian Peterson back. I think that's a big deal. 
So, you know, obviously that's going to help Bridgewater open things up for him tremendously. Charles Johnson, ready to take a step as a wide receiver. They've added Mike Wallace. Cordero Patterson was a huge disappointment last year. Jarius Wright. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson is there. Jarek McKinnon as the auto to back him up. So I like the Vikings offense. Kyle Rudolph's an okay tight end. So Teddy Bridgewater, tons of upside. He's coming off the season of tw- just under 3,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, I'm not ready to anoint him a fantasy starter, but give me 3,500 yards and maybe 20 to 25 touchdowns this year, and you're happy with Teddy Bridgewater. Colin Kaepernick of San Francisco, you know, everybody loved him because of his ability to run, but he was a disappointment last year. Only 19 touchdown passes, 10 picks, only ran the ball into the end zone once, 3,300 yards passing, and San Francisco's kind of overhauled everything there. We know that. They're an entirely different-looking team, but they still have Anquan Bolden. Carlos Hyde is their backfield. Torrey Smith now playing opposite Antoine Bolden there. And Vernon Davis, who was a huge disappointment at tight end. Um, for San Francisco to be successful this year, I think a lot falls on Kaepernick. He's got to keep Bolden involved. He's got to make Torrey Smith better. He's got to get Vernon Davis back involved in the game. But at only 27 years old, I'm not writing Kaepernick off. And like I said, these are backup quarterbacks. So they're worth the pick late in the hopes that you hit. All right, Robert, Robert Griffin, RG3, and I know the reports came this week. A lot of uh, NFL GMs are down on RG3, and I get why. I'm not blind to what everybody was saying. But you know what? He's coming off the major surgery two years ago. He, he had to give him time. I don't know if the Redskins did the right thing by him. They flip-flopped him everywhere. But here's one thing I know. He has weapons. Jordan Reed, Niles Paul at tight end. Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon at wide receiver are terrific. They can get deep. The days of Robert Griffin running like he did as a rookie for 815 yards and seven rushing touchdowns, those days are over. Okay? But I still think he could throw the ball a little bit if put in the right situation and patience is shown, which is tough to find in the NFL these days. Now, he did lose uh, you know, some pass catching in the backfield. Uh, Alfred Morris is still there. He's his number one runner, but he, all he does is run. He's not the best pass catcher there, you know. Um, he so so he's lost some safety valves there, you know. With um, with Roy Helu going to Oakland, I think that hurts him a little bit. But again, as a backup flyer, hope for upside. I have no problem with Robert Griffin, and I would take all three of those guys over the Jay Cutlers and Joe Flacco's, who are also in a tier four. I know what Joe Flacco is. Joe Flacco doesn't excite me at all. He ha- he'll have that one game where everybody will add him off the waiver wire, but you know Steve Smith, uh, Brashad Perryman, the rookie, are there. Uh, those are the wide receivers he's got. Justin Forsett leading the backfield. I'm not sold on Flacco. 3,800 yards, 20. Uh, I'm sorry, 3,900 yards, 27 touchdowns. Jay Cutler of the Bears. You know, like Paul said, Cutler's a head case, and that's what really gets him in trouble. But you know, for all his good and bad and ugly last year, it was 3,800 yards and 28 touchdowns. Uh, he's a coach killer. Alshon Jeffries, the guy. Kelvin White, the kid from West Virginia, is going to be playing opposite him. Still has Matt Forte, Martellus Bennett, Cutler. If he gets his head on straight, has people to throw the ball to. He has plenty of people to throw the ball to. The question is, is his head screwed on straight? Uh, He's going to show you glimpses. I I can't rely on him as a starter. He's a backup at best. Uh, Same with Sam Bradford of the Eagles. I'm assuming he wins the job. Mark Sanchez is competition. But, you know, Bradford, again, he's an upside guy only, you know, coming off two knee surgeries. The reason he's ranked in that tier four is because the offense he's playing in isn't going to allow him to throw the ball 40 times a game. 
You know, if they've added DeMarco Murray, he's going to take some of the load off. Ryan Matthews is there, but Jordan Matthews, Riley Cooper, Agola, the rookie from uh, from USC, Huff, Miles Austin, they're five deep at the wide receiver position. Bradford has people to throw the ball to. We know that. So, again, another sleeper. If you want to tell me I'm drafting Cam Newton as my as my Tier 3 starting quarterback, but I'm going to handcuff him with Sam Bradford, and hopefully I get lucky with Bradford, all right, makes sense. Makes sense. I have no... No argument on that whatsoever. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, and just hope you hit and, and hope Bradford lives up to the hype. At this point now, though, you're entering Tier 5. And these guys, in most cases, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, you're looking at waiver wire fodder. Carson Palmer coming off the torn ACL. Alex Smith of the Chiefs, nothing that excites you. Andy Dalton, well, Andy Dalton, he's been a pretty big disappointment. Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. If somebody told me, Anthony, I want to move Blake Bortles up from Tier 5 to Tier 4, I would say, okay, uh, go for it. You know, they've added Julius Thomas, the young wide receivers there, Allen Allen Robinson and uh, Marquise Leah there. Bortles, I think, takes the next step. It's still Jacksonville. The running game is iffy. The offensive line isn't great, so that's scary. Nick Foles with the Rams, he's an interesting uh, Tier 5 quarterback as well. I just think it hurts him going to the offense that he's going to in St. Louis. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the same weapons he had in Philadelphia. Brian Quick, Kenny Britt, uh, Tavon Austin, you know, uh, Jared Cook at tight end. They added Gurley. They still have Trey Mason in the backfield. Uh, Foles is going to be the starter there, you know, but, but last season he wasn't good. 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions in Atlanta, in uh, Philadelphia. And he's not there anymore. The the 2013 27 touchdown two interception that looks a long that looks further away than two years ago. Derek Carr is another quarterback for the Rams, um, for the Raiders. I'm sorry, who could be interesting? Uh, he showed glimpses last year with 21 touchdowns. They've added Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. But again, it's Oakland. How much faith Latavius Murray is going to be in the backfield there? How much faith can you put in Derek Carr? Stay away from the Jet quarterback situation like Paul and I were talking about. Uh, and now it's the rookies. It's, it's your Jameis Winston and your Marcus Mariota. Uh, I'll take a minute before I wrap up and talk about these guys. Dynasty League guys, they need to be owned, obviously. Uh, I personally think Winston outplays Mariota this season. I just think there's more weapons there for Winston when you look at Safarin Jenkins at tight end, Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson at wide receiver, Lewis Murphy as the third wide receiver. Uh, I love the talent there. Now, running back, Charles Sims, Doug Martin, somebody's got to win that uh, running back situation. But I like Winston just because of the wide receiver situation. Evans and Vincent Jackson are good. I like Evans, obviously, better than Jackson in his second year in the league. But but Tampa's got a plan. They brought in the receiver last year. They brought in the quarterback this year. The plan is there. So uh, I'm staying away. I'm not drafting him in a redraft. Because uh, unless the name is Andrew Luck, I'm not drafting a rookie. But I think Jameis Winston has the ability next year to go from that Tier 5, Tier 6, where we're putting him now, into that Tier 3, where you're considering him as a starter or as a solid backup next year. As far as Mariota goes in Tennessee, um, you know, people are concerned about the, the offense he played in, in college at Oregon. Different system now in Tennessee. I get that. Uh Ken Wisenhunt, the head coach over there in Tennessee. And, you know, you got to look at the wide receiver situation. Kendall Wright, Harry Douglas, the rookie Green Beckham, who they drafted. 
Delaney Walker at tight end. It's not as dynamic as the Tampa Bay uh, receiver core. That's for sure. The running back situation is a mess. you got Bishop Sankey and the rookie Cobb battling it out. Two young running backs who are probably going to split carries. McCluster as a third down back. So so if 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 you're in a super deep league or two-quarterback league and you're saying to me, Anthony, i got to draft one of these guys, my recommendation is Jameis Winston. I just think the weapons are better for Winston. Winston's probably going to get intercepted more. Mariota may run for a little bit more, or probably a lot more, actually. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much Tennessee lets Mariota make plays on his own with his legs. Uh, you know, that's, that's going to be interesting. I don't go crazy over the running quarterbacks, though, because that's, to me, that fades quickly, uh, to say the least. You know, other guys who are going to start, you know, the Texan situation, Ryan Mallett, uh, Brian Hoyer, that's a situation you avoid. The Cleveland situation, Josh McGown, Johnny Manziel, stay away from that situation. Um, you know, somebody asked me, if I draft Brady, should I, drop, should I draft Jimmy Garoppolo for the suspension? My answer to that is no. I think you could get other guys in that Tier 4 who are better than Jimmy Garoppolo, who are a little more known. Buffalo, stay away from the Matt Castle, E.J. Manuel situation. These are just non-draftable situations um, as we go forward. So just to recap, you know, my Tier 1 quarterbacks, I mentioned Rodgers and Luck. My Tier 2, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, with an asterisk. Let's see what happens with that suspension. Tier 3, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannenhill, Eli Manning, Tony Romo, uh, and Philip Rivers. Barely making, I'll call it 3A, a little bit less than a Tier 3, a little bit better than a Tier 4, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford. My Tier 4 quarterbacks, uh, most of them have upside. Teddy Bridgewater, Robert Griffin, Colin Kaepernick, Sam Bradford. Okay, I slide down uh, just below them, probably a Tier 5 guy, also in the backup role, Jay Cutler, Joe Flacco, uh, Carson Palmer, Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, Nick Foles are all my Tier 5s. And then below Tier 5, I guess you'd call it Tier 6 and below, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Alex Smith, and then and then there's the undraftables there. So there you have it, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back beginning of the week next week, uh, hopefully with uh, a guest or two. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to tear up the, the running back situation next week and give you an idea of where we stand with our running backs, our Tier 1s, our Tier 2s, our Tier 3s. Ideally, in draft day, you're going to walk away with a Tier 1 running back, uh, and a Tier 2 or a Tier 3, or at the very least, two Tier 2s, okay? I don't believe in the no running back idea. That That's a risky move. At least walk away with a couple of Tier 2s. Thanks to Paul for giving us a call and spending some time with us today to talk Jets football and get his theory on what's going on in the world. Fantasy football been a while since I've had him on the show, so that was fun as well. Uh, don't forget, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show airs here on Blog Talk Radio every week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at A-N-E-N-O Fantasy. That's A-A-N-I-A-N-O Fantasy. Or follow the Facebook page, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. You check that stuff out. We'll let you know when each and every show airs. Don't forget, go to uh, iTunes, subscribe, download, and rate the show. Just do a search for the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show on iTunes. It'll pop right up. you get this show and all the past shows uh, right there at your convenience. Pop it in and, and listen whenever. All right, my name is Anthony Aniano. As you know, 
Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Have a good day. Yeah.